0: This evening's scripture reading will be read from James chapter 1 verse 2. James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptation. Go ahead and uh, turn in your Bibles to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I'll meet you there in just a moment. I I'm uh, sorry that Mike is not able to be with you tonight. For your sake and for mine, uh, I knew I would uh, be able to preach at some point here. I just hoped it would be under better circumstances. But I am uh, glad that I have the opportunity. But also, I'm glad uh, for all the work that is done here uh, with uh, Mike and his family. And uh, we need to remember him. And I hope that everything's all right. I know he'll he'll be fine. Let's start off in James chapter 1, James chapter 1 and verse 1, we'll look at verses 1 through 4. It says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing." So look at verse 1 here. James, a servant of God. This, this word servant. Some people, some people, they don't like the word servant for some reason. But this servant is, is a willing servant. That's what this Greek word here stands for. It's a willing servant. Not someone who's, who's uh, in chains. And though, though Paul mentions that as well. He, he uh, has this affection. But James is a servant of God. He's a willing servant. And so he says, I'm a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he is greeting the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. But what is, what are these twelve tribes? What is it talking about here? In Acts chapter 6, we see some events start to unfold. Uh, and a need arises in uh, Jerusalem and in the church there, and some of the widows are needing some help, and, and they call upon the apostles, and the apostles say, well, we need, uh, need to let someone else do this. We are not to serve tables. Let's, let's give someone else to. So we uh, often recognize these men that they appoint as deacons. And so these servants, which that's what the word deacon means, is a servant. These servants, they go out and they do just that. They serve and they, they hold their purpose. And these uh, one of these men we know as Stephen and in the late verses of chapter 6 we see that Stephen is going around and he is doing miracles and not only is he uh, doing miracles but he's causing a little bit of a stir and then he is arrested and taken before the council and the council doesn't like what he's been saying too much. They've called it blasphemy, and he says that he's just teaching the truth. And then what happens next is a very, very wonderful sermon preached by Stephen. And the council members, they don't like it very much, and so what do they do but gnash their teeth? And they charge at him, and they end up stoning him. But then, in Acts chapter 8, right there at the beginning, here's where we find the context. Acts chapter 8 and verse 4 says, Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the gospel. And then, in verse 5, we see what Philip does. He goes to Samaria. But they that were scattered abroad, well, why were they scattered? They were scattered because of persecution. This is the context of James chapter 1. It's persecution. Persecution. And in James 1, uh, this, this persecution is, is what we are to gain a lesson from. Persecution is something that may be even upon us today. And we'll talk about that more in just a second. Let's, let's look at verse number 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you, find, uh, when you fall into diverse temptations. It says count it all joy. Well, this joy is not a joy that you jump for joy, you kick up your heels in gladness. This is, a, this is another type of joy. It's being happy in the circumstances that you find yourself. And so, knowing this is the next verse, but we'll, skipping ahead of myself. my really my count it all joy. But why am I supposed to count it joy? Why, why am I supposed to do this, James? Count all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. I want to notice one word here. It says when. When you fall into diverse temptations. Why does it say when? Why doesn't it say if? Well, it says when for a reason. When you fall into diverse temptations. In 2 Timothy 3 and verse 12 it says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus... Shall what? Shall suffer persecution. There's no if ands, and buts about it. If you are a Christian, and if you are living a Christian life, you're doing what you're supposed to, you're teaching others about the gospel, you're going to be persecuted. There's not a choice in the matter. There's a question I often like to ask with this verse is, is are we being persecuted? You know what? If we aren't being persecuted in some way, then we're doing something wrong. Persecution can come in different different ways. Of course, we see in the New Testament during this time of of, uh, the Acts of the Apostles that several men are are beaten. And they come out of that with joy. What are some other ways that we can be persecuted? Well, I know this, that if you have ever talked to a friend about the gospel and they've shunned it, you've probably been made fun of. And that's a form of persecution. There are different types of persecution. It doesn't have to be physical, but it could be just a verbal persecution. And uh, these days, verbal persecution is everywhere. Just the other night, on Thursday night, we had a, a debate Brotherhood, Kyle Butt and Dan Barker, and Dan Barker is a is an atheist. And on several different occasions, Kyle was persecuted. We're being persecuted right now in different ways. That children in school, guess what? They have to be taught evolution in some districts. And I guarantee you that it's it's in the textbook wherever you are. And then people mock creationists, those who believe in a creator. We're being persecuted. But are we being persecuted individually? My brethren, count it all joys when ye fall into diverse temptations. This word here, for diverse, we can use many or different But the word here for temptations I find very interesting. Uh, This same Greek word is used in the testing of metals. And when a, a blacksmith or somebody would be testing a metal, they would be trying to make it pure, they would use this same word, this same word for temptation. So can we not see that there's a little bit of a trial by fire? That we are tested when we are put under these persecutions? That we we see who the real Christians are when they're put under persecution. Reminds me of a story of of a man, uh, these two men actually, and they walk into a church building carrying uh, some assault rifles. And they announce to the audience there, and they said, well, today we're going to kill anyone who professes to be a Christian? Now, if you want to get up and leave right now and say I'm not a Christian, that's okay. You can do that right now. If you don't, or if you're not willing to die for your Lord, just go ahead and, and get up and leave. And about half the congregation got up and left. And those two men they they sat down with their fake assault rifles and said, "Well, now that the hypocrites are gone, let's worship God." When we're under persecution, we find out if we're really Christians. This next verse is an explanation. We have this, this question to ourselves of, of really why why should I count it joy when I'm falling into these temptations? Why why should should I count it joy? And in verse three it says Knowing this, we might even be able to translate this, recognizing this, understanding this, but knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Again, this word here, trying, the trying of your faith. Your faith, what the system of faith here that you you hold to, Not only that, your faith in God, the trying of your faith, worketh patience. This word here, worketh, uh, is in the middle voice, which means it's a continual thing. It's not something that just happens once. It's not to say, well, I went to work today, but that I go to work every day. I'm always working So that's what this this word here, working. You keep on working. That's why I like the the King James Version. It's got those endings right there. That little E-T-H means so much to us. It means a continual action. And this continual action is patience. It keeps on working patience. Well, what's patience? Patience, we might could translate it steadfastness, but I like to think of it as endurance. I don't know uh, how many people here have ever gone running and uh, maybe looking at me tonight think it's been a while since you've gone running. But I've been running before and I know that a soccer coach of mine had us running 20 miles before our first practice. He was really avid about us winning the, the state championship every year. And so he wanted us to run twenty miles before our first practice. I'll tell you what, you don't run twenty miles in one day. That you don't just get up one day and say, Well, I'm gonna run run twenty miles today. You have to build up your stamina, your endurance. You get up one day and you and you run a mile. And then the next day maybe you run a mile and a quarter. But you keep on working. You keep on going. You keep on getting stronger and stronger to where you can endure. And your endurance builds and builds and builds and builds. And that's what the thought is here. We keep on working patience. It's not something that just happens one day. And you're not going to be, young people, you're not going to be as patient as some of these older people. Because they've been at it a while. And I know that I'm not going to be patient as some people. I know the elders up a lot. And I can tell you, I'm probably not as patient as an elder at this point in my life. But we have to continually work for these things. So knowing that these temptations that we're in, they are working this patience that we can endure. But guess what here? In verse 4, it says, but let patience. It's interesting that we have this word let in there. But let patience. When I went to a driving school, one, uh, the, the teacher was talking about road rage. And in road rage, you know, so many factors are involved. How one person may have had a bad day and then another person you know, has had a bad day and they clash and meet each other on the road and bad things happen. Sometimes even people die. But he was trying to show us a, just this visual lesson. And he got two people and he put a book in one of their hands and said, I want you to push that book onto the other person's hand. And so they got the book and they, and they pushed it onto the other person's hand, which actually happened to be me, and guess what I did? I kept that book from falling by resisting. By not letting the book fall on me, I put my hand up to stop it and to hold it in place. And that's everybody's reaction. That is our reaction as humans. That's, a, that's our nature. To have a little bit of resistance. But let, brethren, we have to let patience work through us. But let patience have her perfect work. Her complete work. That he may be Perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The story that just unfolds here, this, this thought process. It's so monumental because we think so many times we don't have the patience that we should have. But James is encouraging us to have patience. And that this persecution that we are going through, the persecutions that we face every day, those are working patience. And we can endure and become what verse says we can become complete. And we won't want or lack anything. So my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy. There may be those here tonight who are in need of the invitation. There may be those here tonight that were touched by what God's word has to say. Maybe some here that say, Now, I'm not being persecuted. Well, we can always do better tomorrow, right? We can keep on working and striving to do better. There are maybe those here, though, who have have not obeyed the Gospel. And what does it mean to obey the Gospel? But one must believe John 3.16. One must repent of their sins. Luke 13.3. They must confess. Romans 10.10. 10. And they must of necessity be baptized. 1 Peter 3.21. And if we do all these things, and if we continue in God's Word like we have done tonight, guess what? we can have a crown of life. Revelation 2 and verse 10. If there are those here tonight that need to respond to the invitation, who have not been baptized, have not obeyed the gospel, or have fallen short in their everyday lives, they have sinned in a public manner and need to come forward to have public prayers, well, don't hesitate. This is a room full of people who love each other. Don't be shy. If there's anyone in need of the invitation, please come forward as we stand and as we sit.